Sunday pour. We are back Monday night. A lot has happened since the last time we were on. Uh, where should we start? Euro Cup. Uh, Van- Vanderbilt just got shut out by NC State in the College World Series. I don't know. Oh wow, that's, that's a big one. Jack Leiter was on the mound. I saw that. Yeah, he threw. I he had like 117 pitches. Man, they no pitch count. I guess for 17 year olds. Check them out in college. Yeah, please. Yeah, I was there. Just so, just so they can call him up to the big leagues and uh, you know ruin them. Put the put the pacifier in them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a big Al was there cheering him on, but wasn't their night. But that's what happens, you know, in a night where Islanders give up three goals in about 17 seconds. Ugly, yes. Ugly, the only, very ugly. The only other games on are the Mets and uh, the Orioles. Not yeah, there's not goals. a lot of other places to go. No. Yeah, so I was watching a little bandy. Uh, yeah, so this is the part, I guess this is the part of uh, the playoffs – in both leagues where everything kind of slows down and we only get, it's only going to be like one game because there's no, no hoops tonight. That's weird. Yeah. First night, no NBA in a while. Yep. Summer rum is underway though. That's a good thing. Summer rum successful beginning. Absolutely. It's going to continue this weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah. We're, uh, I got a nice dark bottle of rum for you. So yeah, that'll be uh, in full effect on Saturday for your fireworks there. Yeah, they're your fireworks. I don't care if they're town's fireworks. They're your fireworks. You're hosting, so they're yours. Still, only reason I bought the house walking distance of the fireworks. <laughs> That's big. And, and they're not even lighting them off where they usually do. So it's fifty-fifty if we're going to be able to see them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Where are they lighting them off now? Uh, Foot Park. They're doing some sort of construction this year near the beach. Okay, but uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a ton of people down there. Coolers, food. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Or it's not. Or it's gonna be us. I don't know. Or it's, you know, sometimes it's just it's the first year of it. We'll bring some sparklers and uh, make do. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think I think it's gonna be a four o'clock start time. My wife's paranoid because we got that christening, which I gotta send you the video that they sent us to watch for homework. There's a Godfather homework video. It's a six-minute video. If you were raised Catholic, you're not learning anything new in this video, you know? <laughs> Very basics. Like, do the godparents have to be married? No, of course not. Like, we are, but obviously the godparents don't have to be married. Right, right. They like, just yeah. stupid things. Like, could anybody be baptized or can it just be a baby? What? You know? So, that, I don't know. Really I, feel like, I feel like, you know, I've been studying for this test for 35 years. I think I'll be all right if the priest throws me any curveballs. Yeah, it'd be great. He's already testing you. That's like remedial, I don't know, Catholicism or something. Why it was it was a corny. It was like a. I'll send it to you. It was. I gotta find it. It was like a Bill Nye the Science Guy type of corny, you know, tutorial on uh, what a baptism is, what a baptism means. You can only be baptized once, which I think we all knew that. Uh, you can only be baptized in one church. Like you can't double dip. No, no pun intended. You can't do uh, like you can't do. Uh, what do you call it? Like I don't know. Whatever the Jews have for baptism, then Catholic. You see, you can't. Which I mean, I think we kind of understood that. But can't you? you know, they they kind of frown upon that. Isn't that called just like converting? Can't you still do it? I mean, they don't want you to do it. Isn't that kind of just a deterrent? 
Like, oh, that's a loophole. That's a loophole in their in their logic, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want out, you want out. Why are you gonna follow those rules anyway? Doesn't make much sense. I guess they're saying you got to switch. Don't go, don't go crawling back to us. Is what they're saying. Once you're oh, they're saying you once you're, yeah, all right, yeah, don't, yeah, don't come back for, don't switch and change your mind again. Can't be a flip flopper. You're with us for life. That's actually a good question. Could you, could you flip flop? Could you go back and would they take? I mean, I, I mean, we've never seen that thumb before. It'd be Catholic in your teens, Jewish in your twenties, Buddhist in your, and then back to Catholic in your forties. Or maybe just do that guy by that decade. That's a lot of work, though. It's too much. Work. What does the conversion process? See, I, I, cause I know people, or at least I know friend of a friends, or like I know family members who know people that have converted. What is the process like? You got to put something in the envelope. Do you have to sign anything? Does it have to be in writing? I'm sure, you got to dupe them a few bucks. Then uh, probably classes. Show your intentions. <sighs> yep. There are ceremonies. I remember when I was a kid being at a mass where they, they like brought some people in that hadn't, uh, that got baptized like as adults. And I forget, I don't know exactly what they did, but they'd feel very culty just having these people come up in like their shirts and ties and their, I, don't, I just couldn't tell you how old they were. They could have been 25, they could have been 45. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's very, a little bit culty going up there as, as uh as an adult getting well, i think some of them do it maybe they go through the motion so they can get married in the, in the church yeah it might do it for a spouse or something yeah yeah i don't i feel well, i don't i don't for some reason i feel like this this wasn't the case i feel like this was like by choice just because they wanted in hmm well very very famous curb episode or tales about uh Larry stops when, it Right, the, there was a Jewish guy converting to Catholicism, right? <laughs> yeah, Larry stops it. He's a big hero. Right. He stops it by accident and then takes credit for stopping it. <laughs> yeah. Like he did it on purpose. There's a Seinfeld episode, too, where George is going to convert. For Susan or for someone else? No, for somebody else. And uh, like after he converts, he finds out that the woman he's converting for is going like overseas for a year or something. Like, it's like, oh, it's very nice of you to convert for me, but I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's, it's also where Kramer, like, uh, not converted, but, like, got a nun to not go through her ritual, her services or whatever, because... Right, was, I just saw like, that episode, too. He converted a nun and a le- I talked about the one, the one where he converted a lesbian, and then he converted right. a nun also. Right. Yeah, guys got power, superpower. Charismatic, guys, charismatic. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to find that video. I don't know where the hell it is. It's bothering me now. It's a little six minute video. Oh wait, found it. I guess people were just. I, I, just I can't. I can't imagine somebody going through it. I'm sure. Oh, Cunha said a bomb. Um. I just can't imagine people going through all the, that trouble nowadays. I, I assume it happens, but. I, um, yeah, you do it for your wife or you marry into it. You know, you just kind of. Oh, you sent here it is. 
some people, uh, yeah, some, some people go through the motion. Some people really genuinely do it. So this is the video is called Sacraments One Hundred and One Baptism. Yes, yes. Why we baptize, but it's on a website called BustedHalo.com. What? Right. Could be very misleading. It sounds like could have a couple different meanings. These are the questions and more. Are wait, that's not even the proper sentence. It's the it's the fourth paragraph, and this how it starts. These are questions and more. These are questions and more are answered. This is of Sacraments One Hundred and One, a web video series geared for those who'd like an introduction or refresher course on these important, tangible Catholic experiences of God. Baptism is the beginning of sac- of the sacramental life of the church. So let's begin. <laughs> Dork wrote that. I know. You're trying to tell me what the sac the the God not Godmother, the mother of the child, I guess, gave it to my wife and told us to watch it. So I played I played ball just so I'd have something to talk about on the podcast, basically. Yeah. I said right. it's some it was like it's like a week ago. So I was like, at some point this will come up when uh <laughs> be a little bit of a dry spell. And uh I mean shit, we did I just talked about the seven sacraments like a few weeks ago on this show. So you, that video's not telling me anything. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, you, you probably maybe maybe you should do your own video. I mean, I'm, I have no idea why she wanted us to watch it, but I I did it. I was a good soldier. It's not it's not about me, the baptism, as we found out. It's so I'm just trying to get in and get out. That's it. Uh, do not you're you're locked in for life, man. That's not no good. You don't get in and get out. You're you're uh, you're part. I'm talking of the about the actual baptism service. Yeah. Wait. So it's on. It's on. It's on Sunday. Yeah. It's on, <laughs> yeah. My wife's a little <laughs> a little nervous because the fireworks thing. I was like, ah, oh, people out here, don't worry. They come back after the fireworks, wait out the traffic, and I'll send them on their way. Because yeah. we it's a Boston baptism, seven a.m. We got to be on the road. That's a, it's a tough one. I mean, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm not it sounds like she doesn't think you can pull it off. It sounds like she, you know, doesn't think you got uh, you don't got it in you to have a little bit of a night and then get up the next morning. Oh, it's not me she's worried about. It's more the, it's more the, the crew. She knows I could bounce back. We don't. We don't. Don't worry about us. We don't have to go to the uh, to the baptism. We'll be fine. Thanks for. <laughs> uh, five nothing. Thinks we're gonna sabotage you, huh? No, no. no All right. right. The fighting the fighting has begun. I mean, five nothing. May as well start fucking oh, are they throwing fists? Throwing haymaker. Ah, that was kind of a letdown. It was Martin and somebody. Yeah, Martin's always dancing with somebody. Yeah, yeah. it kind of fizzled out. I thought it was gonna I thought they were, everyone was gonna throw it out and it was just gonna be like a Hanson brother scenario. You should, oh, well. go in, you should go in with a couple questions for the priest. Uh, I, I just try and be cordial with him and just Pe- pepper blend him. in. Pepper him a little bit. Put him on, keep on his toes. Like about what specifically? <laughs> like how uh, long you been doing this, Father? No, I was, I was trying to think how you could fuck with him a little bit, but uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was my, my, I was gonna say like, oh, you should go up to him and ask him like. Just for out of curiosity, like if uh, if you don't go to church or haven't been to church in a long time, can you have your child baptized? And I'm like, no, not because of them though. No, they're fine. Not because of them. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if these people go to church or not. I, I've been 
asking my wife to see like how religious they are yeah. just in case I say something that might be a little off color. Like are these got like, am I going to get like replaced an hour <laughs> before if I make like a joke, if I, if I drop like a big JC by accident. <laughs> I, yeah, I would, I'd stay away from taking the Lord's name in vain. At yeah. least until after. At least until after the uh, the ceremony. At the open bar, that's different. You know. Yeah, you're in at that point. There's no. There's no issue. There's no getting out, man. There's no getting out. Yeah. Godfathers don't get replaced. It's like Supreme Court. You're in it for life. That's absolutely. That's a great call. Yeah, you're life lifetime appointee right there. Yep. Yeah. So got that. All right. Well, looking forward to it. Going, you're gonna be the best. You got You're wearing a shirt and tie, right? Doing, doing it right. Oh yeah, suit. You got a suit. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. You're gonna wear a little. Uh, got a little red flower and lapel, little rose and lapel. Like, <laughs> I don't think Brando. so. Is that tradition? No. But, oh, because of uh, Brando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be a nice touch, but I don't think so. All right. All right. Basics. Stick with the basics. It's baptism 101, right there. Yeah. Um, and wear flip-flops at your own risk at my house Saturday for the listeners. I got some anthills in the lawn, so. Yeah, it's for the I listeners. Wear, I wear, I wear, <laughs> it's not for me. Wear, yeah, I wear two pairs of socks and a pair of sneakers. Just and, yeah, what do you got, red ants, carpenter ants? What, what do you got there? Black ones. Those, uh, is they wood damaging ants? You had to get rid of them? Uh, I don't think they are, but we did uh, have some get in the house, which I think we have under control now. But now okay. it's the Ant Hills. It's like you a Braveheart th- situation, man. You're supposed to put a little poison a lot, or like a lot like, more of them. Like spray around like the edges and stuff that you do? Yeah, you spray the whole lawn. Then they give you these, these little drops that you put in. Six nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> Another power play. I'll get them all out now. Uh, they give you these drops that you uh, that you drop in in the ant hill. Let's go right. Which I have no idea how how well that works because they seem to be building. But I mean, there's a million ants, so it's like. And the woman at Home Depot was like, "Yeah, you got to be careful. They're, the ants are bad this year." How people know this shit, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I like, like uh, when I, as soon as I got my dog, second day I got her, I was outside with the neighbor and he pulled a tick off of her. Right, you know, and he's yeah. like, uh, ticks are bad this year. Like, where are people? How do people know this shit? Now I keep. Now I pass it off like I know it. I'm like, yeah, ticks are bad this year. What? You know, as soon as it comes up, you just pass it off like you knew it the whole time too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so now so. I'm passing off the ants too. I'm like, I I was in uh, a friend of my wife's on Saturday. I was dropping her off somewhere, and they had ant uh, traps out too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, ants are bad this year. Jeez. <laughs> ants take <laughs> a fucking yeah. pan- new pandemic, man. It's fucking ants. Experts predict summer 2021 will be a tick time bomb. <sighs> Dude, so what, is, what makes Dude. you a tick expert? It's got to be something with the environment. You got to be really up to date on that. Well, this is due to a mild winter. Most parts of the country are already seeing more ticks this season than last year. As the tiny insects thrive in humidity, and it was fucking humid today. Um, ah, humidity is killer. I guess that's it. Frank, that fucking central air, man. <laughs> you know people. You know people who are anti air conditioning. I've heard of this, but I never 
believed it. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like a nice, nice fresh air when you have the windows open. And there's a nice breeze. Like that's the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you know, a day like today, man. Yeah. It when is. it's humid. I mean, I'm sorry. You can't tell me that is more comfortable with no air conditioning. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's it's stagnant when it's like today. It's just uh, it's the, the 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 air is still and it's thick and it's uncomfortable. It stops you. It stops you in your tracks. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. I don't There's nothing like it, man. I talk about how I get snow fatigue. Man, I'll take the snow all day over the humidity. Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you. You I mean, I'm, I'm just at my desk miserable because fucking old building I'm in is air conditioning barely works. So I'm just miserable, man. The work, the work, the work ethic really takes a plunge <laughs> when you're sweating at your desk. Man, there is no better feeling. I went outside for a little bit at lunch today and maybe about five minutes too long I was out there and uh, came back in a little sweat. Start, you know, started, you know, areas you don't want to be sweating at work. Oh, yeah. and that, that building was freezing when I walked in. And there's no better feeling than that. You oh, like, yeah, that first gust of AC. Yeah, you feel like you are – and you're already like immediate recovery mode as soon as you feel that. Like, all right, we're on the right track now. Yeah. Perfect. That first – yeah, that first gust of AC is nice, man, when you've been outside. Yeah. When I was down, and there's no, I don't know if I've ever talked about this in the show, but man, Florida humidity is terrible. I mean, I'm sure you've been to Florida a billion times. Yeah. The worst, right? The worst. The only thing, the only thing I can compare it to that's worse is uh, Texas. Oh, we talk about it. It's like the dry heat, right? That's like. No, the- it's not. The dry heat's great. I've been to Vegas. Dry heat is oh. excellent. Okay. So uh, Texas. Is- I, I've been, yeah. I, no, Texas isn't dry heat. Vegas, like Nevada. I could speak to 90 degrees and you're actually comfortable. Oh, okay. It's very bizarre. Like I can't yeah. explain unless you've been there. I can't really explain it because it's hot, but you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. I got you. Texas is just ball buster hot, man. Humidity. It's just, and then we, when we were down there, they were like, yeah, you, uh, you actually called us on a little bit of a cooler week. It was just like mid September. And uh, yeah, b- brutal, man. That's that's one that's one place where like you couldn't wait to get to the AC. It's like humid, like Florida, but just you don't have like that cool down period. Because like in Florida, you always get those little afternoon showers that kind of cool things down for a minute, and still still hot, but really like, the steam's coming off the ground after that little shower. You don't get those in Texas. It actually did rain one day. We were there for a little bit, um, so maybe they do get, or maybe we just caught it on a on a day where it rained mm-hmm. but uh i there's some i don't know there's something texas heat is just more intense i think <laughs> and I, i'd have to uh, i don't know if that's true or not but there was nothing i've never been uh hotter than i was in texas and are people wear just, are people always wearing jeans and cowboy boots down there or are they they go like people are is that a stereotype like people are rocking shit? um it's a little stiff. I don't know. It's it's like any big city. I get. I mean, I was in the Fort Worth area, a little bit of Dallas. It's like any other big city. You have like the, some people who are the stereotype, and then you have some people who are just yeah, like people you'd see anywhere. Yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah, there was definitely an Uber driver that picked us up that was wearing jeans, 
And I was just like, man. I was like, I love jeans, man. I, I could wear jeans on a little bit of a warmer day sometimes. People think I'm nuts. But not, not when it's 95 in Texas. No way. Brutal. Right, I got I to go back to these ants real quick. So you've, okay, done, go ahead. You've, you've done all the work that they've told you to do. You, you spray inside too or you can't spray inside because of the dog? Um, we haven't sp- sprayed anything inside, but you could put ant traps out and you could put out these little liquid traps that luckily the dog doesn't go near. Ant traps? Ant traps inside, yeah. Okay. Um, and and right, there's no ants inside right now, so we're pretty good inside. Are these big, thick, fat ones? No, 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 little. Okay. All right. So he's just more of a nuisance than anything. Yeah. It's not like a hostile takeover yet. Yeah. But, you know, it's just disgusting when you see them all at once. Like, out, like not real inside, we, they weren't really inside too long. But even when you see them outside, you're like, ugh, disgusting. What, I wonder what the shit is that they pour into the ground. Like, why can't you just, I mean, just don't do this. Like, why don't you mm-hmm. just put, put, a, put a couple eyedroppers of bleach down there? I don't know. I might. That'll fuck up the grass. But other than that, it'll be fine. Hmm. I'm sure there's got to be something. Yeah. What is stopping you? What's stopping you from putting like rat poison? I guess other other animals probably. Yeah. Maybe there's something particular in the ant killer, roach killer, whatever it's called, that animals won't affect the animals. It's bad, like a dog or a cat. Yeah. 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 Just pour a little gasoline down there and light it up. <laughs> I mean, it gets plan, it's plan B. <laughs> We're still on plan A. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let me know how it goes. I want to see if this actually works. So you're saying that you don't see them in the house anymore, but you still see anthills. I, I, see, I'm, I'm like, I want total destruction. Like, if, you, if they're, uh, even if there is a nuisance, I'm gonna, I want to go like Terminator on them. Just take them out, and I won't be happy till the last ant is dead. I think it's like this. It's a, it's the slow game, though. That's fine. So I think you got to have them like the ants take it. They have to take the poison back to the nest, like the home right. base. Yeah, feed it to the queen or something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You got to trust oh, the process. Imagine, imagine being the ant who brought the poison to the queen. Thought he's like bringing the biggest gift in the world back to, his, to the one ant they all follow, which is a crazy. Yep. Absolutely crazy way to live your life, ants, but whatever. It's been going on for thousands of years. Fine. Uh, bringing it back to the queen and she eats it and kills over. She's dead. And I was looking at like Roy. Like, Roy, what the fuck did you bring back for the queen? Yeah, it's and very probably, Shakespearean. Yeah. And they all go, well, if you did it on purpose, it'd be Shakespearean. <laughs> Took it by accident. That's more like, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Still maybe, a, tra- a tragedy, nonetheless. Maybe it is Shakespeare. It's a like comedy of errors. Yeah, okay. Somewhere in the middle of like a Greek tragedy and a, one of those comedies, whatever you call it. Yeah, them. it is funny because they're ants, yeah. Definitely. It funny. is funny, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they made I- a movie about it. They made a cartoon about it. Ants getting oh. stomped on. What cartoon was that? It's called Ants. Oh, I never saw I didn't see that one. I have no it idea. was from the 90s. I don't yeah. remember exactly what it was about, but... One time I had a wasp. I was, we were away for like a week and we came home and there was like this gigantic wasp's nest right above our front door. And the thing, the, the nest looked mean. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? 
I, it's gonna be a swarm of wasps. Like, this isn't a regular beehive. So I get like everybody inside, and I go in and get the the bee spray. And it's at night. You got to spray these things at night. You can't do or night or like early in the morning, I guess. But you can't do it during the day because that's when you'll get attacked and stung, and you'll get the uh, the my girl treatment. You'd be like Macaulay Culkin and my girl, basically. You don't want that. Right, dead funeral. Right, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's not happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I go up there and I got the bee spray. I just go right up into the hole. It was it's it was basically like Independence Day, and I was Randy Quaid or uh, Dennis Randy Quaid, right? Randy, yeah. And I just went right up in the, in the thing. I just sprayed and it was just continuous stream. I just let it go and let it go and let it go. Eventually, I was like, all right, I stopped. I kind of backed away, waiting for what, what, what happened next. One single solitary wasp fell dead to the ground. Boom. And that was it. I was like, oh, all right. And I took a shovel and knocked the thing off and nothing else was in there. He was, always- the, he was the dumb fuck wasp who was like, listen, they spray these things at night, okay? And he's the one that was like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, mom. Yeah, I got the place to myself <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what happens. I think it was the other way. I think, I think he was in charge of watching the place. He was, oh, he, was the, he was the Roy of the Wasps. Like, Roy! They all came yeah. back the next day like, we had a fucking beautiful nest. <laughs> whatever the opposite of lone survivor was, that was that wasp. Yeah, it was him. He was the lone casualty. Yeah, because I also smashed on his head when he fell down and just add insult to injury. So let, 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 let his crew know that when they came back, I meant business. I found a bird's nest under my deck when I was doing like spring cleaning like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Had, the, had the blue uh, eggs in it and everything. I think it's a robin. Yeah, I threw it out. Is that, is that harsh? It was like intact. The nest was, yeah. Under? I don't know. I don't know how to handle that, man. Like people will let a, a a bird's nest under their deck. I don't. I have enough birds in my backyard, man, because the the rock wall is like with the ivy is right on top of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have enough birds back there. I don't need a nest. If I'm sitting on the deck enjoying myself, I don't need there being a bird's nest right under me, man. And people love that shit. And what I did will probably like people in Peter would go nuts, but. I, Spring cleaning, man, and that was part of the cleaning. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mention it to your friend uh, Cal Ripken Jr. over there, the Iron Man. You don't, I think he wants you crushing bird eggs like that. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I don't think they care about animals. <laughs> Ripken, there's another <laughs> asshole out there actually in front of Planned Parenthood that he's like, I was walking by and he tried handing me reading material. So I turned down, because I, I can't help myself. I turned down my headphones just to see what he's saying. But I pretend like I have it, I'm listening, so yeah. I don't have to speak to him. Yeah. And, you know, he does this thing about they're killing babies in there. And as he's trying to hand me this, mater- this little Bible thing. Yeah. And he goes, so they're killing babies in there. But that's not what's in here right now. The book he's trying to give me. Okay. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, whoa, you can't double dip on a protest. <laughs> right? Shouldn't you just stick to the topic? Yeah, you, yeah. Like if you, I go to a global warming, if I go to a global warming protest and I start handing out reading material about, uh, you know, immigration, <laughs> it's like, whoa, we're here for the global warming. We're not here to talk about the borders. Like, 
you gotta you can't go there and double dip. No, no, you can't. I don't know. That's uh, that's bad etiquette. It's bad protesting etiquette. Yeah, guy. Maybe maybe the guy just wants more bang for his buck. He doesn't get there very often. He just wants to make it count. You know, he wants to get. He wants to kill three birds with one stone, or like you, basically. <laughs> you know what I gotta do next time I park down that way and. He's handing stuff out. I got to take it just so I can report back on the show just what's in it so we can just yeah. – we can completely mock everything that's in this guy's <laughs> little book. That's, I think that's what we have to do next time. Yeah, please take it next time. I want to see what – Hey, I'll do him a solid. I'll make his day, you know. <laughs> Give him your number. He <laughs> might. I don't know. Give him your number. That'll make his day. Yeah. So <laughs> – Double day. Come on, if you're gonna protest, stick to the topic. Well, I'm fine with protesting, but come on. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, don't think ever, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Double day. I mean, I'm sure it was something religious, so it's kind of same church, you know, same sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, but uh, still, I mean, come on. I don't know if Ripken would appreciate that. Yeah, he's out there for, for one cause and one cause only. This guy's taking his thunder away, basically. Yeah, he's not handing out brochures. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, it kind of bo- it just kind of bothered me. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit bothered by it too. I but don't don't uh, mud, don't muddy the situation. You don't need that. Yeah, this isn't a protesting convention. Oh, <laughs> uh, imagine going to imagine just every booth you just have somebody protesting something. That'd be actually, awesome, actually. That'd, that'd be like the scene in uh, an airplane where Robert Stack goes to the airport and it's just everybody's coming up to him with pamphlets and shit. Yeah. And he's knocking <laughs> them all out, flipping them around. You know, the Buddhists, he's just throwing them over his shoulder, punching out the uh, <laughs> Greenpeace people, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be... Protesting event. I think I'm all for a protesting convention. Let's get all these people in one place and maybe they'll realize that... Uh, they're more alike than we think. You know, you, you think the Save the Whales people and the, uh, and the um, I don't know what other people there are. You think, they're, you think they got a lot in common? You think they can find some common ground and fight for, the, fight for all these causes? Maybe, well, put, maybe putting them together will be like just putting all their powers together and then who knows what comes next. No, but I'll tell you what. I was listening to that religious channel last week on my way home from work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. And there was a guy that he was about a minute away from break and he took a call from Tom in Sacramento. Okay. Okay. And Tom in Sacramento went on a little bit of a ramble about how, like, how he was on the beach and he saw all the sand and he realized how insignificant all the sand was oh. and how, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and how could anybody in this world think we're more important than the creator? You know what I mean? You think about all the sand and the planets and how insignificant we all are. How could anybody think that they're more important than the creator? Probably basically talking about people who are greedy, want to take over the world, sure. whatever. And yeah. I was thinking, this guy is like a Jesus religious freak, but he's also not too far away from like a hippie freak. So maybe <laughs> if the hippies and the religious people got together, they'd see maybe they're not as far away as we think. Now, they're probably a little far further away than I'm trying to, you know, imagine in my brain. But it's a little, you know, little similarities there. I, I'm with you. 
I'm with you. They should see the similarities, but people in general don't want to hear that. They want to believe that their way is the only way and the right way, and everybody else is fucking stupid. So if you get if you get one of these hardliners, you're gonna be like, they're gonna say, yeah, there's similarities, I guess, but and they're gonna rally up every reason that the other person is wrong and an idiot and a moron and has to like conform to their way of thinking before they show that kind of respect. It's just everybody's not. I don't know if it's stubborn. I don't know if it's stubbornness or. Um, uh, not like cockiness, but like no, it is. It's arrogance. I would say. Ar- thank you. Yeah, it's arrogance. Absolute arrogance. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Put, put yeah, words right into my mouth. Um, yeah. and even the host of the show was kind of like he said they were heading to break, <laughs> but I think he was kind of like, "All right, thanks, Tom." He's like, "It sounds like you have more of a uh, devotion than a question." Because the guy didn't have the guy did not have a question. He just rambled on about the sand and the planets. And I'm paraphrasing Tom. I'm sure he said it much more eloquently than I did. I'm sure um, not. <laughs> it was uh, it was a hell of a ramble though. That's so, <laughs> why I put on the channel, man. That's why I put on the channel. You learn something different. That's yeah, yeah. I have not gone to one oh one nine and heard that yet. But I'll I'll keep I'll keep looking. Yeah, I'm not sure why it's not WFAN, but uh, listen, sometimes I'm a flipper. What could I say? Sometimes I bounce around. Yeah, you got – that's good. Fans on a commercial, classic rock stations are on a commercial. I'm like, let's see what the see what the Protestants are talking about, wherever sometimes, these people are. Sometimes you get like an old radio program. If you're on the, like the low FMs on a weekend, you get like a radio program, you know, some – who knows what and it has, yeah. has like the ads in it from back then. And like, you know, Laramie cigarettes, the smoothest cigarette that you could, that you or your kids can smoke. Bring some, it's home, toasted. bring some home <laughs> to the whole family. It's toasted. It's toasted. Yes. That's the, Is best. that the lucky strike. That was a mad thing. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> it was, it wasn't that a real slogan. Probably. They took a lot of stuff from the real world. Wouldn't be surprised. Huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> we should do some ads. Let's do an ad drop. <laughs> some some Fugazi ads. We did that. We did that one back in the day. Back in the day, uh, the election. For four uh, four roses. It was a yeah. It was definitely booze. I don't know. If it was four roses or what? Valentine. <laughs> I don't know. I blur. can't remember. But election night was a blur. Thankfully. A I do remember doing an ad read on something, though. A, bl- a blur that lasted for three months. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. We got, we got to release the hidden tapes at some point on a slow, on a slow <laughs> week. Maybe when, I'm, maybe when I'm away. I don't know. I don't know if we could ever release those. Well. There's a we, lot of just – Pure nonsense in those three hours or so. Hey, that might be like a private viewing situation. <laughs> All right, totally fair funny. enough. As long as I don't have to be a part of the private viewing, that's fine. Uh, well, yeah, you, you would definitely be a part of it. You'd be there. You're gonna listen to it. I know. I, I like listening at my own pace. Even my, even our own podcast, I got to shut off after 15 minutes and go and go back to it. It's how I like. Hey, it's just like the radio. It's just like kind of like what's about FM. I bounce around podcasts sometimes. I did it today. 
I was bouncing around a few different sports podcasts. Once I start the podcast, I got to finish it. Or in real time? I mean, I'll pause it sometimes when I'm doing something, but I mean, if I stop it, I'm not going back. If I, like, I'm, I've only ever gone back to a podcast after like shutting it down and moving on to the next one. Well, if it's a sports podcast, it has an expiration. Of course, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, if it ha- you know, especially in the playoffs going on, it's old news after quick. 24 hours. Yeah, it's old news quick, yeah. So in that sense, yes, if it's a sports podcast, but if it's a comedy podcast, I could, you know, go back to it a few days later and finish it. Okay. But yeah, anything current events, obviously, regarding sports, it's – it's quick. You got you to kind of – that's why I'll put those at the forefront. I'll listen to those first because I know it's going to be – and even sometimes you still get to them too late because some, something big happens and it's like, wow, they don't know about this, and it's already old. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very uh, disposable medium, that's for sure. That's why assholes have emergency podcasts for that reason. They think that, you know, they got to get it out right away. <sighs> They don't realize. Emergency podcast. Please. Please. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. Well, there was some sport other than the Islanders getting smoked tonight. We did have some sports uh, from the weekend. The net season is over. The Yankees are on a little bit of a roll here. Um, Philly is... The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 76ers are in the process, uh, the new process of being blown up, um, apparently. Uh, what was your, uh, let's go to the Nets, Ant. What was your main takeaway from the end of that series? Uh, tough loss, obviously. Wasn't easy. Um, I hate to blame injuries, but I just, it feels like if Kyrie doesn't go down and Harden has uh, two healthy hamstrings, it feels like they would have went to the finals. Yeah. Obviously, it's impossible to play that game because who knows? You know, the Bucks are a good team. It's, it's not automatic that they win. But uh, it just – it felt like the Kyrie injury was the dagger. And listen, they came within an inch of, of winning that series, literally. Yeah. Durant's yeah. foot's on the line. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. It just sucks. Milwaukee deserves the credit. I think Giannis and uh, their role guys were just a little bit better, and they were able to. Nets had the best player, and the Bucks probably just were a little bit better, one through four or five. And that was the difference. They were able to outlast, the, you know, a superhuman performance by Durant in uh, games five and seven. Let's do that real quick. We'll just we'll, we'll you can expand on this if you want, but. Uh... Talk about winners and losers on the Mets roster as we send them off to uh, and to, to play in the Olympics and maybe right maybe in Tokyo go, or maybe go on a vacation. Uh, I think it's unanimously Durant's a winner this out of this series. He was incredible. There was no denying he was like you said the best player in the court, and he's kind he kind of reintroduced himself to the league cuz you know it was kind of an odd year he wasn't in play as much he was hurt a little bit and you know days off and stuff uh and then what what he did in this series was really impressive i don't i think you can i don't think you come up with anything other than feeling good about Durant's performance yeah i mean 
if you had told me that the Nets were going to get knocked out in the Eastern Conference semifinals and we were going to come away loving Kevin Durant, I would have said that makes no sense. Yeah. But I think the fact that they got hit with the injuries and he kind of put the team on his back, even though they didn't get it done, I, mean, I don't know how you could say anything bad about Durant. He was unbelievable. Doesn't mean you're going to love him in two years if he doesn't get the job done and he bails. But, I mean, right now, I don't see how you could have a bad word to say about Durant. He was yeah. unbelievable. It's, a lot of times, I mean, I, I don't know why we kind of just assumed this team would kind of take over. And the injuries had a big part to do with it. Who knows if they're healthy, maybe they steamroll uh, through the Eastern Conference. But, you know, they, they didn't. And I, I don't know why we assume that they would – kind of just take over the East by storm because these teams do need some time to get together and gel, even though they did look good when they, when they played like Harden just got there and meshed. So well, the team is great piece. When the three were on the court, they were fine. I mean, it was it the six minutes they played together, but no matter what the lineup was, you know, until the Milwaukee series was out there, there was, there was, it was just a good, the team played well together. Um, but you know, you still need that time to develop, I guess, to – No, I know. I mean, the Heat didn't win their first year with LeBron. Right, right. Yeah. They lost in the finals. Yeah, and everybody, uh, and everybody gloated about that then and then, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't expect them to win this year. But as the playoffs went on and you realized how flawed Milwaukee was and how flawed Philly was, I think you realized it was kind of – I think they would have, without the injury, I think they would have gotten to the finals. I don't know. I can't say they definitely would have won because Phoenix looks pretty good right now. So, mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have had home court against Phoenix. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think what happened was is when you make the Harden trade and you, you sign KD and Kyrie to the, the con, these big contracts, you kind of put all your eggs in one basket. And when one guy gets hurt and the other guy has on one hamstring – you kind of, you, you know, you didn't have the, the pieces around them, which is no yeah. excuse. It's No one's going to feel bad for the Nets. They had three yeah. of the best players in the league. But right. um, I, I just think, you know, you put all your eggs in that basket, it kind of backfired a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Harden, winner or loser from this series? Harden, I, I'm in the middle on Harden. I, you give him credit for playing on the one hamstring. I know he'll get some blame from some people, and, the thing about him being injured is, you know, he didn't shoot the ball well. So how much of that was injury? How much of it was playoff hardened? I don't know. I tend to think he played pretty well in game seven. He had that big miracle bank three, which I thought was going to be the difference in the game. And it put him up five. It's like three minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did other things. You know, he got people involved. He went 22-9-9, and 10 of 10 from the foul line. I think – uh, I think Harden was re- – you would have liked to have seen a little bit better, but with the injury, I don't know how much to blame on the injury and how much not to. So I come away yeah. kind of – Well, with the, you have the I, hamstring, like those chucking threes, just you don't have your legs, it's tough to trust that shot. But you're right. He, he after, after that first half and the first game he was back, you know, the comeback and the Durant game, Yeah. He, I mean, he, he kind of figured out what his role should be for the remainder of their series. I just thought he shot too much. Um, he he well, did shoot a lot, but I just feel like yeah, they were so desperate for offense yeah. that he needed to. Yeah. Uh, Joe Harris, winner or loser? Seven nothing. Um, listen, I'm not a Joe Harris guy. I'm never going to be a Joe Harris guy. I don't know what. I know they just signed him to a four year deal. 
I, 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 and I don't know. I'm not great when it comes to like moving guys around in basketball. I, I have no idea with contracts and whatever. So he's got three years left. I think they got to do everything in their power to uh, move him for some pieces. You said there's someone's got to be the scapegoat. You know, someone has to be like the sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that might have to be Harris. Okay. Sometimes you just got to wipe the stench. Uh, off someone and it's just it was it was bad i'm not gonna get mad at joe harris though because he was in a position where uh you know if you have the all three big guys healthy then you don't even have to play joe harris he was being played out of necessity if all three big guys are healthy then you could put blake griffin out there with some bruce brown those guys mm-hmm. so i mean harris was just out there by necessity like i've never been a fan so i mean he, he didn't let me down because i just knew what he was he, he was terrible in that Philly series two years ago, and he was terrible against Milwaukee. For, for people who, you know, they watch the regular season and then they watch the playoffs, I hope you realize now there's, it's just a big difference. And you see it not just with Harris, but a lot of these guys, man. Game sevens, they're, they're always low-scoring game sevens on the low-scoring side because mm-hmm. guys are tight, man, human beings. They're human beings that play, man. They get tight. And you saw it. You saw it in the playoffs a little bit. In this series, the Philly series, they get they get tight, man. And it's just the scoring doesn't come as easily as you see in the regular season. How uh, about uh, Jeff Green, who we saw minimal amount of Jeff Green in Game Seven, winner or loser? I mean, he was great in Game Five, so you have to say positive. All right. I mean, I'd have no problem bringing Jeff Green back. He wasn't good in Six and Seven, but he's Jeff Green. I mean, what do you? You think you're gonna get more than one game out of Jeff Green? Yeah. He's a uh, veteran, which I like. You know, what I mean, he's not. He won't be scared of the moment. He just might suck. Right. <laughs> uh, Blake Griffin. Awesome. Thought Griffin was awesome. I mean, it's it's a bad look that he had to be kind of their. I guess he was technically their third leading scorer. Uh, Saturday night for Game Seven behind Durant and Harden. Uh, but I thought he I thought he brought it. Again, though, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's an automatic to bring back. Though he's older, he's got injuries. So, yeah. Like, as good as he was, I don't know if he's uh, automatic going to run it back with Blake Griffin. Like, I, I, that's I don't know. <laughs> so the, Daily, the Daily News does that, where they have you vote on the roster to see if you want him back or not. I think they do it with the Yankees and Mets every year. Do they? I don't know if they still do it, but every year there was there used to be uh, one day after the season, you know, bring him back or get rid of him and be like, you know, name a guy and like 75% want to keep him, 25% want to get rid of him. And certain guys you just knew be like 90% want to get rid of him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Benny Agbayani. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyrie. I mean, very skilled player, but yeah, I mean, I'm never going to like Kyrie. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, uh, serious why? I know you got hurt. No. Oh, um, in the series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was good up until he got hurt, right? I know he wasn't great in game three. That was the game where nobody could make a shot. Yeah. I feel like even Durant, and like it was 86-83. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they would have won if he was healthy, but I mean, what do you got? He's, he's not the guy who's going to rush back from injury. You know, he kind of made a deal with the devil, man. Like, I feel like Kyrie and Durant were a package deal. Right. So it's like, all right. I mean, if you got Durant here, then you just kind of have to live with Kyrie and hope he doesn't blow up the operation like he did in Boston. Right. All right. Anybody else on the roster? How about Nash? 
mean, he probably should have called a timeout there at the end of overtime, but I don't know. It's it's tough because it's not – I don't know. There's nobody – besides Harris, there's nobody to really, like, yell and scream about. Like, it just – they went for, they went from being, like, a super team to, like, an underdog out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, there's no one really to yell and scream about. I don't – I mean, what are you going to do? It's he's, uh, he's kind of a figurehead. You just kind of hope – he didn't do anything that egregious besides probably he should have called a timeout there, but – just because the guys were gassed. So, I don't know. He, he, to me, he didn't do anything stupid, but, I'm, you know, right. he's, probably, he's probably – I'm not watching him that closely, but he's probably not a great coach. <laughs> sure. um, anybody else? Well, there is a guy – we'll get to him. What's that? There is, a, there is a coach who lost last night <laughs> that needs to be held to the fire because he gets a free pass. Yeah, all right. Go right to Doc. Then we we can you know we, whatever we we could talk. We'll talk about uh, the Bucks later, I guess. We'll probably we could talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, yeah, give me yeah, because the, the West I really don't care about. I'm not even interested in the West. What, what do you got? What do you want to say about the Sixers? Um, I mean, I'll get to Doc, but really the lead is probably Simmons. I mean, he has mm. to have played his last game for Philly. That. Dunk, that forget about dunk that should have been dunk that he passed was wild. I could not believe that man. And like throwing his hand, I could not believe he just passed up an open dunk and threw it to a dude who was basically covered and you know went up and got fouled. I mean, he's done. He's done. I, I mean, he you got to trade him now when he has some sort of value. Uh, I don't. I mean, you just it's not going to happen in Philly. He could go somewhere and be a perennial all-star. I don't think he's ever going to be a shooter, though. I think he's just going to have to be, like, at best, like a Rondo. But Rondo yeah. wasn't afraid of the moment. This kid is scared shitless. Yeah. He's so scared out there. Yeah. Uh, he's just got to go somewhere out west, like Sacramento or somewhere. Go to Portland and play with Dame. I don't, like, I don't even know. He, I don't even know if he can go to a playoff team. Like, he needs to go somewhere where he's irrelevant, man. He's like, he, he's just he, – I could not believe he gave up that open dunk, man. That was it. And then Beat even said it after the game, man. He, like, he acknowledged that that was a turning point when Simmons passed up that dunk. It was just a, all the wind out of their sails, man. Terrible body language team. They got to just – I like Embiid even though he's got his flaws, but they just got to trade Simmons away. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want. Don't take this the wrong way. This is maybe it's a little bit of a lazy comparison because Embiid is not Shaq, but Embiid needs a Kobe. He needs a guard that could score. Right. He needs an alpha yeah. dog that could score. I, I, right. Embiid is not Shaq, but I don't think Embiid is necessarily the problem because I would like to see Embiid with a guard. Well, not that I want to see it, but I would like to see Embiid with a guard that can score because then he will, he'll be out of excuses. With Simmons, it's like. And B looks like gold, man. He's awesome because the, the whole team around him is dysfunctional. Because mm-hmm. then the problem is with Simmons is he stinks. He's afraid to shoot. He can't score. Then guys like Tobias Harris and Seth Curry get bumped up the way like Joe Harris got bumped up. Mm-hmm. And it's and Seth Curry was awesome in the series actually, but Seth Curry is not the guy you want with the game on the line. Right. Tobias right. Harris took like twenty four shots last night. And he scored 24 points. It was like the worst 24 
perform, <laughs> point performance you'll ever see because he shot the ball a million times because there was a, a lot of shots to be had with Simmons out there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but awesome. it's awesome. Success. The process is dead. It's awesome. It was the only thing that made me feel better. I, the Bucks probably win this series, but I, I know they're a series of Trey Young. I'm a, I'm a Trey Young guy, so I'll be rooting hard for the Hawks. I would have rooted for the Bucks against the Sixers, too, but no problem. I think I said that last show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, it's nice because I'm going to root for the Hawks this series, even though I think the Bucks will probably beat them. But we'll get Trey for another week or two, at least. I'll give you a minute uh, or two. On, uh, on Doc? No, no so or, Trey will give you a moment or two. That yeah, find. I think so. The, and the Bucks do a lot of dumb shit. The Bucks, like, <laughs> well, that, this will actually be a good test for the Bucks because the Bucks, the past couple of years, they lose in the bubble last year when they're supposed to win. Year before, they lose to Toronto when they're the one seed. Mm-hmm. And then the Bucks, out of nowhere, they kind of went into the Nets area as the underdog, even though they ended up being the favorite. But they go in playing a super team and they show you something get over the hump, they survived Durant. Now they're back to being the favorite. So it's going to be interesting to see if they kind of like mature and that they take care of business it's or if they fonder. revert back to – like if they lose this series, the Nets series cancels out. The Nets series right. never happened if they lose to the Hawks. Right. Yeah, see, they respond well to the, the change in the dynamic now that they're back on top. I feel like yeah. they're going to – I don't know. They, they, they're good at home. I feel like they're going to – I hope it's not a five-game series, but I could see it. Mm-hmm. I hope not, though. I, I hope we see, like, a, you know, at least a game six. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had this team buried after two games against, you know, in, 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 in uh, Brooklyn. But uh, they look like maybe they can uh, make something happen and, and kind of exercise those playoff demons. Yeah. I mean, their role players are okay, but you can't trust them on the road. Like, Drew Holiday was terrible, but he's, he, you know, he had that quick spurt in the fourth quarter that kind of kept him above water. Yeah. Middleton shows you stones. But, yeah, they're still a, t- a tough team to, to trust. You know, Trey, Trey's going to have to be awesome to beat them. Um, well, so I still, still, I don't think like, – it's to me, it's, it's Bucks or heavy favorite, but, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Hawks made it like a six or seven game series. Like I would, it would like, you're right. It's probably going to be bucks and five or, or something like that. But if it goes six, seven and the Hawks are in these games, I wouldn't be completely shocked. Cause I don't think. I mean, the, I, 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 mean I thought the Philly, I thought Philly would probably win in five or six and it looked like it was heading that way. And the Hawks mm-hmm. ended up responding. So I guess I, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, sometimes yeah, I get, don't know. I guess the Hawks are just. Sometimes you see one of those teams that are on a run. Like, um, yeah. Uh, like last year. Uh, who the fuck was it going to run last Miami. year? Miami. Yeah, Miami had a nice run. They just kind of got hot at the right time. And the Hawks, yeah. have, the Hawks have a guy that can kind of rally behind, so. Yeah. I mean, they probably have the best score on the floor. Yeah. Well, yeah, overall, yeah, total score. Total, yeah, I mean, Giannis is obviously a great score, but yeah. like, Young could do a few more yeah. things. Um, yeah, so Doc Rivers. <laughs> I mean, just – I mean, I, I've never seen a coach who's lost more big games, more big series, game sevens at home, 3-1 series leads. It just gets a free pass. And he just – like, they brought him in to be that guy to get them over the hump. 
And after the game, oh, he irritated the shit out of me. They asked him about this year being a failure, and he was like, you know, this team last year got swept in the first round. So he made it sound like they made progress. It's like, no, motherfucker. You were the number one overall seed. Like, you're supposed to – all right, if you get beat by the Nets in the conference finals, a super team like that, all right, you, you just tip your cap, and it's like, you know, they had too many guys. But you were the number one seed, man. You can't be putting a positive spin on losing to the Atlanta Hawks in your building, games five and seven, and one. It lost three home games to the Hawks. So I don't want to hear shit from Doc Rivers, man. This guy blew a 3-1 lead. This guy, they got this 3-1 series lead last year to the Nuggets, okay, with the Clippers. Now you look up, the Clippers are in the conference finals without Kawhi. First conference finals ever. When how many big series did he lose, okay? This guy lost game sevens with Boston on their home. He lost a game seven to Dwight Howard in Boston Garden, okay? Go, I go, go back to when he was coaching Orlando. He was on that T-Mac team that was up 3-1 in the first round. It was a 1-8 matchup. They were the eight seed. Okay, great job. That's another 3-1 series lead he blew. This guy, he blew a 3-1 series lead to Houston when he was a Clippers coach. This guy blows leads all the time. He's lost four straight game sevens at home, I read today. That's, oh. that's terrible, man. In a, in a sport where home court really does mean something. You yeah. saw it in the nets Buck series. You see it all the time how much home court means. Mm-hmm. And this guy is continuing to lose game sevens at home. And, you know, they bring him in to, to be the savior. And I know Brett Brown, I guess that was his name, Brett Brown, the old Sixers coach, wasn't great. But, I mean, Doc Rivers just, when it's, when it's you know, when it's crunch time, man, Doc is the wrong guy you want leading the cavalry. Like, no way. I just don't get it. I know he had that one run with Boston, and he almost had a second one. They lost to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I just – I look back, and the, the more – as time goes by, I don't give Doc as much credit for that title, man. I think that was just a, a team that was ready to yeah, – was kind of ready to win, man. They just all got themselves. put together. Yeah, it was, they, policed them, they policed themselves, that yeah. team. They had, they had coaches on the floor all over the place. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the guy gets, he gets too much praise, man. And I feel like he never gets hammered. I think maybe this will be the start of it. Now that he's in Philly, you know, Boston couldn't really go after him too much because he did win him a title. Yeah. And then eventually he wore out his welcome there. And then, you know, you're the Clippers coach. It's LA. It's, everyone cares about the Lakers out there. You're not going to get as much heat. Right, now right. in Philly, like there's nowhere to hide in Philly, man. This is a team that. I mean, it's been what forty years since they've won. Like the Philly fan is gonna, the Philly fan is gonna keep you honest. You know what I mean? They're not gonna be, they're not gonna be happy with this. That's one way to put it. Yeah, they'll keep you. That's one way to put it. <laughs> they're gonna hold your feet to the fire, man. You know, and I don't see how you could be. Uh, I don't see how you could put a positive spin on this, man. Like you, the Nets. You know, you go into that game seven knowing the Nets are out, so you don't have to deal with Durant. All that's standing in your way is the Hawks and then a Bucks team that's kind of waiting to gag. Just, I mean, just like Philly. They're like a team that's just waiting to give it up. And then just to lose that game after a big game six win, that is – it's brutal. It's br- process is dead. I mean, that they – not that – I don't know if it made me feel better about the Nets, but, like, the Sixers' end of the season was worse than the Nets. Because the Sixers, it feels like it just—they're dead. Like the process is dead. Yeah. Like you gotta like blow it up, and who knows where they are next year? Like the Nets, assuming they stay healthy, will be good. They have probably two years left in the window. 
Yeah. In the title window, the Sixers, I have no idea. But it was enjoyable. I know that. That fucking dagger three by Young was awesome. <laughs> dagger 30-footer. That was great. Yeah, they have work to do. And it's not, it's not going to be easy to figure out what it is they need to do. And if they'll, if they'll, if they'll be in a position to, uh, to be competing for a championship again, who, who even knows? Yeah. I mean, they got to they gotta get Simmons out of there and bring in a guard that can score. But, I mean, I don't, who knows? Easier said than done. But yeah, absolutely. And Doc's record speaks for itself. I mean, you, you ride off all the numbers, man. Brutal. How, so they, they're stuck with him for a couple more years, I assume. He's probably got like a three-year contract, something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to fire yeah. Doc Rivers. You brought him in there. I mean, you brought – yeah, you brought him in there to be the long-term answer, so. Whoops. <laughs> and, now, and now it's getting all – now it's all going to get blown up right into pieces. Oh. Probably, yeah. Uh, so you think you, you think Bucks in Bucks in five? I'll say six. I want to I want to be nice to Trey Young. I'll okay. say six. The Bucks you, the Bucks are probably better though. You're giving Trey you're giving Trey some credit. Steals. And shout out to Kevin Herter. Never heard of this guy. He was awesome because Young didn't have a great game. Like Young was couldn't was shooting the ball horribly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the game was hovering around. You know, Sixers were up a little bit. Hawks were up a little bit. This kid, Kevin Herter, who I've never heard of, he was some like for late first-round pick out of Maryland, I think. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Looked unbelievable. Never heard of the guy until last night. And in the West, you said we will just glance over. The Suns are already up one. Um, yeah. It's probably going to be a Suns. I mean, there's no – it's the Suns, right? I get. I, I mean, I have no interest with Kawhi out. Yeah, I gotta be honest. This would be a fun series if Kawhi was playing, and I'll get into it if it, you know if it's two two after four. It feels like without Kawhi, though, Suns probably take it. I think we're heading the Suns Bucks. That's the way it looks. I mean, that's not a sexy matchup, but I think that's where we're heading. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens, man. Lose a couple of the uh, the big names. Kyrie goes down. LeBron or uh, AD goes down, and uh, it's things just open up. And for and not for nothing. Not for nothing. Who's who is uh, who's better than the Jazz right now? I mean, they blow a twenty-five point lead, and they are completely let off the hook by the Nets and Sixers. Not that the Nets gagged, but like you lose games. Both of those teams lose game sevens at home. Totally took the Jazz off the back pages. Yeah, that's that's always going to be the big story because they're the big three and you know Durant and everything that came with that team. So yeah, and Sixers trust the process. Like no one's talking about the Jazz. Yeah, they they lost like Durant. middle of the night on Friday night, and like everyone's already forgotten about it. I think you just found out where Ben Simmons has to go. Could be. Because you go, go, go to uh, Utah. Team up with Spider. Man, I don't know. I, if you're an NBA team right now, why would you want to bring Ben Simmons in? <laughs> Eight nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Oh, man. The, the end of the inning? Mets, I, I, didn't have the, I didn't have the exact... I think the Mets had the bases loaded. I don't know how many. I think there's maybe just one out. Or maybe there's no outs. Bases loaded. Line drives at third base. Made a diving. Made a diving catch. I don't know what happened. Never mind. 
double play to end it? I think it was just for two. I think it was just to get two outs. I got it on now. Line drive. I wasn't even that. Wasn't even diving catch. We dove. Oh, this could end the game right here. Was there one out? Oh, he's safe. He's safe. Yeah. By the way, Pilar looks like uh, Hannibal Lecter with that mask on. Do you see Pilar? I haven't seen him though. He's got a Hannibal Lecter mask on. He wears it all the time. It's really weird seeing him shag fly balls in the outfield. It's He's weird. a mask guy now, man. We've seen mask guys throughout the history in every sport. You know, Rip Hamilton, the mask yeah, guy. Maybe the most successful mask guy, Rip. I mean, he yeah, wore. I'm trying to think. He's the, he's definitely the first guy that comes to mind. Poster boy for the mask because he he wore it and he was mate like, after he got hurt. He wore it and then he never took it off. <laughs> he, was, he was great, right? Didn't didn't that mask take him to a championship? I'm that's what I was just debating in my head. Was that during the championship run or was that after the championship run? It probably was during the championship run. I thought it was. I thought. I, I, thought I mean, yeah. If I'm, if if you win a championship wearing a mask, then you kind of have to. You got to keep it, I would assume. For sure. Super yeah. superstitious. Yeah, I'd keep it. I don't think. I honestly don't think you have a choice. No, this Brandon Drury. I believe so. Brandon Drury is up with the game on the line. Bases loaded, two outs. Braves up one nothing. He has ripped one foul. Oh and one. Will Smith, not a guy you could trust. The Braves have still not taken off, man. They are playing with some fire. You can't take the Braves seriously until they get to 500, man. They're four games under. Ugh. Eight back in the loss column with the Mets. They lose this game right now, nine back in the loss column. Yeah, it's a gigantic series for them. Oh, there's Pollard. They just showed him. So he only wears it when he's hitting and in the field? Yeah, he's in the dugout, right? He's not going to wear it in the dugout. Take it off. Let your face breathe a little bit. The Lecter mask. Yeah, it's bizarre, man. When the first time I saw him wearing it, it was I was looking for him to be dragging him on, you know, on the field of the cart, taking him off the field, you know, on a hand cart. Oh, that's zero and two. Perfectly placed on the inside corner. I'm gonna say Brandon Drury doesn't come through here. And this is a seven inning game, right? Because it was uh. It's a doubleheader. Oh, is it really? I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Well, it's Will Smith is in, so it must be. Yeah. He's a, he's a close one. for the save. Brandon Drury played like seven games with the Yankees. Uneventful seven games. It was very uneventful. Ornitos Tequila. That's our sponsor. Ornitos Tequila. For when you. <sighs> For when you can't find eighteen hundred, make it yeah. all those. <laughs> when it's your seventh choice, make it a Hornitos. <laughs> I can picture the Hornitos bottle. I cannot. I think it's a guts. I can't picture it. I thought I had it. I can't imagine. I can't imagine ordering a Hornitos specifically. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever. Ordered, well, like I have ordered shots of tequila before. Right, but I don't think you'd be like, yeah, make it a hornitos. Just no, say, I'm uncomfortable saying it right now, like I say it in public. 
What if it's the first bottle you see? What if you have your heart set on tequila and you're at, a, at one of those bars that has like one of everything? I have no, no, no choice, I guess. I've never really had my heart set on tequila that. The only time I've ever ordered shots of tequila have been at Mexican bars. So, yeah, pretty it's more sure just to be social. They got it covered. Yeah. Not to worry about them. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you what I've ordered. Something below Patron, but also something above. Hornitos. <laughs> yes, Hornitos, for sure. Yeah, Somewhere in between Patron and Hornitos. That's the way to live. I like Patron, but there's, there's, you can still go below Patron and get, a, and get a decent tequila. And Brandon Drury got a bit under this one. Ozzy Albies makes the, the play. On the strength of – see, I don't, I don't trust the Braves' like, secondary – was that Acuna who made that play? No. I think, that was, I think you're right. It was Albies. All right. It was Albies. Um, I don't trust, like, their secondary. Wait a second. Maybe it wasn't Pilar. Somebody had a mask on. Um, like, the Braves, there's, their stars are Acuna and Freeman, right? Yeah. Everybody after them, to me, is, like, shaky at best, like, Swanson and Albies. I guess Albies having a good year, right? I just don't. Uh, Albies are, yeah. I don't really try. I just don't trust those guys at all. To me, it was. I, I wish I had taken them as an under. I, might, I may have. So I don't even remember who I took. But <laughs> I, I, I look at it more as just a hangover from that else that blown LCS. It's fair. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's some things that you just can't explain in sports, man. And they blew a three-one. Series lead to the Dodgers. I feel like there's this carryover sometimes. Uh, also, I mean, they did like their bullpen was decimated a little bit, and they didn't. They have they lost at least one of their starting pitchers that they're going to count on. I mean, they should be able to come back from that, but you know, I'll take it all into account. Yeah, when they get to 500, we'll take the Braves seriously. When you're three games out there, I mean, in the NL East, you're luckier in the NL East. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Well, I'm going to do it for Monday night taping it. What do you think? I think that'll do it. All right. Well, as always, thanks to the faithful for listening. Appreciate you spending the time with us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll catch you later in the week. Thanks, everybody. This might be the first time that we can't really bash the Yanks post show. Or complain uh, about them. I guess technically not. Yeah, we're not. I'm not. We're not trusted anything yet. No, but, uh, no. Things have looked pretty good over the past week or so. Yeah, they went five out of six. I mean, Wandy blew it Friday night, but other than that, they bounced back Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was the bats kind of bailed them out. Yeah which was nice to see. And then Sunday they went back to not hit. Gary Sanchez bailed them out. <laughs> where, where is your trust level with the team? Is it, is it going up like slightly? Has it gone, has it stayed the same? Like you're just kind of staying, you're staying uh, pessimistic until they give you a reason to believe a little bit more. My optimism is still on DNR. Do not resuscitate. But do you, do you, do you have a little more, a little more faith at all, a little more trust in this team. 
sway at all in the past week? Did it move the needle at all? No. Okay. Not even a little bit. How about with Sanchez? He's got a little bit of a resurgence here. Do you trust? Yes, Sanchez? I like what I, I like what I see out of Sanchez. I think he got a. I mean, he's always a, a little slump away from just going back into forgetting how to play baseball. Yeah. But for now, he's the catcher. Like we said, it when Higashioka was going well and Sanchez was terrible, it was Higgy's job. Now it's Sanchez's job. It's performance based. Nothing personal. Yeah. Sanchez no. is performing. It's his job right now. It's, yeah. it's not like he could. Yeah, and it could be Higgy's job a month from now. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But yeah, I just uh, he's been re- he's been really good. He hit third yesterday. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Sanchez hitting like a pivotal part of the lineup? So yeah, I mean he changes everything if he's hitting. Uh, there's just there's too many like bad. I don't know. I you got to be careful because like go like they should beat up on the Royals right and take that into Boston. Right. But, I mean, they could easily – I don't know. I, don't God, I got to have my guard up with this team. They, guess, yeah, they, lose, they lose two out of three to KC, then all of a sudden we're sitting here a week from now and the wheels have come off again. So, you can't, yeah. I can't trust this team. I could totally see them overlooking Kansas City, looking forward to the Red Sox and having uh, Doug, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, they did, they did do a nice job taking two out of three from Oakland, but even – I don't know. Herman was bad on Saturday, and the bats kind of bailed yeah. them out. They, you know, they got big hits from Judge and Stanton of all people mm-hmm. uh, before Geo won it with the with the dinger. And then even uh, and even Sunday, I mean, they didn't hit the ball at all. They get triple play. Chapman hasn't been good at all lately, but they get the triple play to get bailed out. Then you look it's like ah, if they they if they just. You know, if Wandy Peralta didn't just throw gasoline Friday night on the fire, they could have swept. But then it's like they kind of maybe they were lucky to win two out of three because they really didn't play that all that well. Mm. I don't know. They're just they still leave a little bit to be desired. Hopefully they hit. They gotta just they gotta hit more because the pitching is what it is. Cole's gonna be good, but you know, they gotta get Herman going, but they gotta hit first and foremost. DJ's gotta get going, and then we'll talk. I mean, they're right in it. They're, they're, this is this is the problem. Is look at this base running. Jesus, watching you, Mets post game. Oh, is that Travis Nito? Houston's up a touchdown and like, in Baltimore, and they're playing. In, they're playing in an absolute downpour right now. Oh, Maybe it's no. not just the Yankees, man. Not anymore. They're showing highlights of the Mets right now, and they they made three outs on the bases mm. in a seven inning game. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. No one how many times have we seen the ground ball to shortstop and the guy on second base just not having a clue, just running to third? Yeah, I don't get that. That's that's crazy funny. to me. The play is literally five to ten feet away from you. How do you fuck that up? Todd Zeal's hair is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's way too dark, man. Shoe polish, man. You got the Frank Reynolds shoe polish in there. It's way too dark. Does not match the face. Oh yeah, no, it's it's, it's too dark. That's the one I can't like. I can't look at him. I can't take him seriously. It's too much the hair. Yeah, you gotta do. You gotta go with a little bit of lighter, or at least leave some gray in. That's way yeah, too the, dark. The, the just for men touch of gray. That's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta have. 
Or do like a brown at least. Like, because I'm pretty sure Todd Zeal was a brunette. There's, nobody's nobody's hair is that dark. That's way too dark. It's like 55 years old, man. Come on. What a weird thing for your like for the for the, to be your thing as a team. The triple play is a weird thing to have as your thing. They tied the record. There's like 12 teams that have done three in a season. So they got like 80, Jesus. what, 80-something games. To do another, it's crazy. To do another one. That'd be wild if they could do another one and break that's, the record. That's, that's, that's just, I guess some baseball seasons have like odd things like that, that that come up and will highlight your memory of that season. And right now – be- I was going to say it'd be awesome if the like worst fundamental team of all time broke the record for triple plays in a season. <laughs> well, two of, them were, two of them were around the horn triple plays. Which are – that's the best one. Like, that's the that's – the, like the unassisted triple play where like – I remember the Mets ended a game years ago on one where it was first and second, nobody out. The runners yeah. were going. Yeah. I think it was they were playing the Phillies in Utley caught it and he just stepped on second and tagged the guy who was going like that one is kind of like you hit into bad luck the ones that geo have turned like those are awesome yeah because you got to be bang 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 like everything has to be precise and quick the second baseman in the mitt quick turn there yeah absolutely yeah yeah those are good those are good then they Uh, they turned like a fluke one in toronto yeah that was was horrible that was was bad base running yeah that kind of should have been like an if you could if you could put like an error like a team error, yeah. Next to a triple play, yeah, it's definitely Toronto's there. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know if that was really a legit triple play, but I, I guess you take it. You will take it, yeah. You absolutely take it. So, uh, yeah, it's where we stand, I guess, man. There's not much to say else on the Yanks. Yeah, I mean Montgomery was good yesterday. This guy who. Uh, I think Cole's pitching in Boston. Yeah, I think Cole's up. going tomorrow and Sunday. I think they switched up the rotation so he would, so he would go. It. Or sorry, they did something. Right. They did something so somebody could go. I don't know. So it's probably going to be Herman, Montgomery, and Cole. All right. We could look ahead to Boston. The team can't. We can on this show. No, I mean I'm you know I'm I'm ready for Kansas City also though. Yeah. We can talk about it, but we, we're not we're not over we're not looking past Kansas City. We're just talking about who's after Kansas no, City. No, I I refuse to look past anybody with this team. Yeah, I mean take it loose to anybody. They as they've shown. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So we'll see. Nestor Cortez, by the way, MVP Saturday. Herman was getting pounded. Yeah. Nestor Cortez came in. I think it was bases loaded. Nobody out, and it was four to one, and he got out of the inning with unscathed, gave the offense time. So Nestor Cortez, shout out. He's been waiting for the, he's been waiting for the Sunday poor shout out. So nicely done. Another lefty reliever cannot have too many lefty relievers. <laughs> Nestor Nestor is uh, one one of the better ones right now. We'll Lucas take. Ludge, Wandy, Zach Britton, who what's he got arm soreness or something. Chapman. Know. It's five lefty relievers. Cannot no. have too many. If there's one thing Brian Cashman has told us on how to build a baseball team, you cannot have too many DHs and you cannot have too many lefty <laughs> relievers. That is the recipe for winning baseball. 
It is worrisome with Britain. I don't know where we're going to get him. This might be one of those situations where he just never comes fully back. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It was an elbow thing, right? It was a chip, bone chip or something. Anything with the elbow is... I thought it was odd they didn't pitch him all weekend because they were in all tight games. Yeah. So I knew it had to be something. Uh, Yeah, hopefully it's just some fatigue and he could come back. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a big piece. And we'll, if with hit with he comes back, we'll see a lot less Wandy. I don't know. I, I he Cashman's tied to Wandy, I think. There's certain guys that just you, you know trade a fourth outfielder and it's a huge mistake. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't even think Talkman's really playing for the Giants. I think he some guys came back from injury, so now he went back to being a fourth outfielder. Yeah. Sounds right. Which is ironic because he would probably be the starting center fielder if we had. I mean, he would have to be. <laughs> I'd hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, right. Yeah, I'll see what the week brings. I don't know. You look at there any think they're gonna make a move? Uh, I mean, I guess we got a few. We got plenty. Oh, of the Yanks. Uh, I have no. I, I have no idea. I've heard this kid Marte is he Arizona? Yeah. Keith Cattell. I never know what to expect with uh, – I heard a name so. floated around on Dostrevsky's podcast. Yeah, I heard it too. Ben Intendi? Yeah. I don't know how realistic that is. He's a left fielder. He's a lefty. Probably put him, like, towards the top of the order. I don't know how realistic it is, though. He fits the need, but, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what Kansas City's deal is. I don't know. They, they, they're uh, – like three, 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 three and seven in the last ten. So, uh, not looking great. I can't say it was one of those teams that you thought maybe they could figure out a way to kind of stay competitive because they have some of those old pros like uh, Carlos Santana and Perez and Montesi came back, and Merrifield is like you know a stud. So, oh, stud's not the word, but he's a good ball player. Yeah. And uh, I thought they could kind of find a way to hang around, but at some point they got to make a decision. I mean, they don't have to. They could keep running with this team for the rest of the season, but uh, at some point um, they'll probably decide to, to sell. And uh, I, if he's available, why not go for him? I think he's hurt now, though. Ben Is Tim. he? I think so. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right, we'll see. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's gonna, it's coming at some point, but I don't know exactly when. I always feel like, I always feel like Cashman gets a trade in a couple weeks before the deadline. Anyway, he's always like ahead of the game, gets a trade in, and then come deadline time, you're waiting, and then nothing happens. You're like, oh yeah, that was a big move, getting a backup second baseman two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, all right. Let's see what he does. All right, we'll get this out, and we'll talk here again on Thursday. All right. Peace. That's it.